Karen, I'm feeling pretty happy right now. Very good. Yeah. I don't know. How about you? Are you feeling happy? I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good? Almost the same as feeling happy? I don't know if I could ever be as happy as you. <laughs> well, here we are. We have the chance to do an awesome show. I have the chance to hang out with you even more. So, yeah, I mean, what's not to be happy in this whole situation? Well, since you put it that way. <laughs> well, if you've ever wondered how you can hack your own happiness and just have a constant smile on your face, this show is for you. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. That's Karen. And you are Javier. I am. <laughs> together we are the, the Gov Geeks. Geeks. We get together live every Thursday at 6 o'clock to talk a little bit about getting in and getting ahead in government. And this week, we are talking about the fun idea about hacking your own happiness. It sounds funny, like the concept of hacking. Well, yeah, because you're basically saying it's there within you. You just need to tap into it or hack, as yeah. you say. Like if you're hacking into a computer system, you're just gaining access to something. Well, I mean, that's an interesting concept because if you have happiness within you and you have to hack in order to get into that happiness, well, really, what are the firewalls and all the stuff that's preventing you from happiness? Oh, they're built up over time. <laughs> Slowly but surely, like calluses built up from all of our experiences that we've had in our lives. Well, it's true, though. Like what happens if you have a bad experience with someone that you work with, a supervisor or someone, and then you begin to build up barriers or shields to keep yourself safe. And in doing so, you're actually preventing yourself from having a little bit of happiness because you're just creating more of a bridge to actual deep connections with people. Right. Or when you finally get that ice cream cone and it's summertime and you're so excited. Delicious. And then it falls to the floor. <laughs> it's like, no! Just can't have nice things. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you've ever had any of those sorts of experiences, we want to help walk you through what you can do to hack some of your own happiness. Because actually, it is true. There are different strategies, techniques, etc., that you can use to find some happiness. And I think the bigger picture, though, is that we all deserve happiness. Right. And we're not meant to be happy 100% of the time, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Absolutely. Great point. <laughs> but you want to make sure that you're able to hack into your happiness when you need it. Yeah. And of course, happiness isn't also just like blissful ignorance about the world around you. Like that, that fantastic meme where there's this little puppy dog sitting in the house that's on fire. And he's like, yeah, this is fine. He's got a nice big smile on his face. I mean, it's recognizing the challenging situations around you, but making the conscious decision to choose happiness and not to choose fear, regret, intimidation, frustration, any other of those crazy words. Mm -hmm. yeah. So Karen, I'm curious, just, just to start it off, how do you decide to choose happiness in a difficult situation? So I guess you want to see the silver lining in something and try to see positives because it's easy to get kind of pushed down into, you know, well, this is wrong and all that happened and, oh, this is horrible. And, you know, then you kind of get into a repetitive mindset. So it's nice to try to think through, okay, what can I learn from this situation? What positive can I get from this situation? And try to identify that 
as much as you can. Oh, that's beautiful. So that's one of the many reasons why you are the chic gov geek. I, I, I don't know about that. but <laughs> <laughs> You're so modest. Well, it's so true. It, it's like, well, what are the things that are going on around us and what can we do to choose how we want to respond to them? What is this moment teaching you? And then how are you going to use that going forward? And how is that important to you? Well, these are some bigger questions. Let's go ahead and get down to the strategies. Um, okay, Karen. So I know we have at least, I think, four strategies. Am I Google? Yeah. Okay, Google. Okay, Google. <laughs> <laughs> what is the first one? <laughs> the first one is dance, move, and engage. Yes, movement. Uh, I mean, just in general. If you're sitting still for a long period of time, you don't have your blood flowing. You're not really getting your heart moving or anything. And it's easy to feel kind of like hunched over in the moment. If you take the moment to just kind of stand up, take a moment to breathe, feel better about something, that's that's something of a difference. Notice Changes your, your perspective too, in addition to getting the blood flow going. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I'm in a position where I'm looking at an email, for instance, and I'm deciding how to respond. And I get so caught up in the emotion of it, and I decide, let me take a moment, let me get up, walk around, move a little bit. And then when I have the chance to sit down, I read the email again and realize maybe I was misinterpreting something or uh, maybe the tone I was using in my response perhaps wasn't the best one. We've all been there. Yeah, we have. Uh, and uh, another thing is, you know, this is also great if you like to exercise and you're, you're being physically fit and all of that great stuff. Uh, to be honest, I personally could do a little bit better of a job of that, honestly. But really, I mean, you don't have to say, you know, I'm going to go outside and run a mile <laughs> in order to feel good. Just like listen to some music, feel good, kind of be one in the moment. Uh, oftentimes I have music playing in my head, so I'm just able to just kind of dance to it. Your own theme song. <laughs> I do. <laughs> be great to have my own theme song. The oboes playing. Oh, yeah, exactly. Just like in the West Wing, having these strong emotional things. You know, sometimes as I'm writing, and I'm thinking about this stuff. I just, I hear the music and just the, you know, beautiful moment of it. Darn you, Aaron Sorkin. That was <laughs> so good. And then eventually, like, it, it goes out there. And yeah, um, I don't know if folks really, you know, hear the music that I was hearing in my head as I was writing it. <laughs> but enough about me. What's the next one? So the next one is to take time in nature. So you talked about taking walks. Right. So just get, and I think you've done it here since you've been teleworking is mm -hmm. you just take a minute, step outside into the backyard, read something, or just take a, take a moment outside in nature. So you're not going very far. You're not going to go take a, you know, hike up Kilimanjaro or anything, but exactly. you're at least taking some time out in nature and appreciating it. And yeah, appreciate nature. And it doesn't matter like what the season is. It, there, it could be snowing outside. It could be warm and sunny. Your pools could be open and everything, but just really appreciate what's, what's around you and have that moment to connect with what nature is providing. Yeah. I think we did that um, while the Brood X was here, the mm -hmm. cicada brood. Oh, yes, all of the cicadas. Lots right, and we, we went out there and we're just learning more. I learned so much about cicadas in the past uh, few months, but just 
watching them and just being in awe of just the life cycle of the cicada and watching everything and sharing that with family and everything. That was, it was a good experience. Really. Yeah. So it was just really interesting to take that moment, especially since it's not going to be there for very long. Yeah. And you know, you're bringing up a great point because you made a conscious decision to make the best out of that situation, experience nature, go out and experience where they are in the wilds of our front yard and everything. Uh, where you could have been, oh my gosh, the noise is terrible. I can't stand all of this. There's no way Look I'm going outside. Look at all these bugs everywhere. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Yeah. It's, so it's just, it's a mindset. It's how do you choose to experience the world that's around you? And, and if you're in a very crowded urban area, well, I mean, can you walk to a park? Can you look up at the sky and see some cloud formations? Look out, just look out the window, right? They say that all the time. Just right? look out the window, which sometimes you may not even have a window in the place where you're working, but just shift your attention to something else. Absolutely. And, you know, it doesn't have to be like during the workday, every day at two o'clock. Or maybe you can just build this into your your lifestyle in general. If you're traveling on the way home and you take a moment to kind of stop on the side of the road to, you know, just look at the clouds for a little bit. Or if it's something where, you know, you're taking a commuter bus or you're riding your bike and you're just, again, trying to notice different things. Uh, the whole world around you isn't right in your hands for your like cell phone, for you looking at it all the time. Um, yeah, just try to experience nature. I know a lot of colleagues and friends that on the weekends, they decide to do a small hike with their family. You know, they take their kids outside and they have a nice little exercise and they report feeling a much better feeling uh, and reduce stress at the same time as well. So that's certainly a positive. Nature does have some sort of healing impact. Yeah, gosh, we have this connection, but it's just a matter of, well, are we going to take advantage of it? Right. I know like in El Paso, we used to take in the sunsets over there because they were so beautiful. Or to smell the rain or the the Mm -hmm. air after the rain had passed in the desert. Incredible feelings. Yeah. And we have some beautiful sunsets here too. I know I've just out in the driveway noticing the pink and the purples in in the sky. So just taking that moment. There you go. It's there for you and free. (laughs) It's always a nice thing too. Um, Okay. What's the next strategy? So the next one is to develop a grateful mindset. We talk about this one a lot. Yeah. Gratitude is a really big component of happiness and just really career advancement in general. Like if you notice what is around you that you're able to connect with a little bit more, how do you choose to have a grateful mindset? Um, could it be you're frustrated about another work assignment? Well, it's like the silver linings that you were talking about. What can you be grateful about all of that? Perhaps there is a good deal of confidence that your supervisor has in you being able to do the work. So that's certainly a silver lining there. And then also uh, for all of the stuff that you're getting now, keep track of all of that. And if you're not getting paid for that now, you can get paid for it in your next job. (laughs) Then you could say, sure, I have this experience. I did this. I did that. I have all of these accomplishments. So, yeah, you may not be getting that in your job description right now, but certainly, again, you know, in your promotion and when you're getting a little bit of extra cash uh, every paycheck as a result of you using all of those great experiences, you can definitely appreciate it then. That's Mm -hmm. a silver lining. Or something as simple as I know I... Often, ha- I often tend to do the. I was about to say have to. <laughs> I often tend to do the um, five things to be grateful. As you know, you you go to bed and you're thinking through there. So it's just you know think of five things that you're grateful about that day. And it, it's just simple things like right. oh, getting to spend time with my daughters or 
you know, getting a moment to enjoy some wonderful food that somebody made. So oh. just little things like that, that you can be thankful for throughout the day. Yeah. And then as you kind of being in that mindset before you go to sleep kind of helps you sleep and, you know, just helps put you in that grateful mindset. And I think it creates perspective, really. You're able to connect in a way that you may not have if you weren't being grateful. Mm-hmm. Is If you look for things that are a problem or a concern, you're going to find them everywhere. I mean, no matter what, there's fault in everything, but there's also great things in everything as well. So how can you choose to find what that is around you? Especially after a bad day. I think that's really important because you don't want to go to bed stewing in, you know, oh, frustration. Toxicity. Yeah. And then it just, it just messes everything up. So I think it's really important, especially on those days to just take a moment and think through five things that you're grateful for throughout that, you know, that day. Yeah. And, and to help you in your thought process, when you're thinking of the five things, you can take a moment and think, well, what are the things that I have now that in the past you really wanted? So you could be like, you know, I really wanted this job. I really wanted to live in this city. I really wanted to study this degree. I was really interested in getting this new phone. Whatever the thing was that you were interested in. And then now that you have it, well, be grateful for having it at that moment. Because previously, you didn't have it, even though you wanted it. And then think also, what are the things that you have now that you may not have tomorrow? So if there's family in your life that's getting ready to leave and go to college, or they're getting ready to accept a job, uh, kids are growing up, if you have access to your, your parents and other family members that are a little older, well, I mean, you have them here in your life right now. And nothing is guaranteed you know, for, for any of us. So be grateful for what you have um, in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then also just realize um, just in general, you know, all that, that term about age and everything is that old age is a privilege denied to many. So if you are able to stand and you can feel the, the floor underneath your feet or breathe the air, um, I mean, there's there's just so many things that's around you that you can just really appreciate. Because at the end of the day, if you're thinking, oh, man, this one email and you, you totally get fixated on it. Mm-hmm. I know I keep going back to emails. <laughs> but if you fixate on it, that can ruin your whole day. But you can choose not to be fixated on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Karen, from from your experiences, thinking about what you have now and potentially what you're not going to have tomorrow, what are some of the things that really kind of resonate with you in your life about what you are grateful for? Well, I think we've kind of gone through some of it already where we had kind of a health scare and taking into perspective things that I was not able to do and now being very grateful for the ability to do those things, I think is a, a big thing. Um, just knowing that it could be taken away very easily. So wow. I think just realizing that um, and also just putting things in perspective as far as being grateful for the things you do have, um, even though some things might be frustrating, it's, you know, you want to make sure that you're focusing on the positives. Right. Focus on the positives. Like, I mean, when I experienced my appendix bursting (laughs) or getting perforated and everything, I I mean, that was a a traumatic experience for you as well. Not just me physically, obviously, (laughs) but yeah, just going through all of that. And now here I am sitting right next to you, you know, live with everyone. This is just 
an interesting thing that we can have now. Whereas before we didn't know if we were going to have that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And you all may have experienced something similar as well in, in your life. So really what are the things that you can develop some gratitude around having and put things into perspective? Well, uh, what's the, the next one? We have one more, right? Right. So actually we have two more. Oh, we have two more. Here we go. Yes. So the next one is build time for your joys. Oh, yeah, this is so good. Build time. Um, you know, one of the things that I used to like to do when I was commuting a whole lot was to choose certain routes home that would allow me to go into certain areas that had like nice little bumps in the road. So as I was driving, I got a little bit of air <laughs> as I was driving along. That was always a fun thing. But um, I mean, it's part of the commute, but it's deciding to how how you're going to build time for those joyous moments that you really appreciate. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know about many of you out there, but a lot of time my my commute is the way in. It's kind of prepping myself, getting into the right mindset. And on the way home, it's like decompression time and just like taking stock of the day and, you know, trying to to focus on what happened throughout the day. So right. it's a lot of a lot of mental exercises that go on during the commute. So I'm very lucky to have a, a relatively timed commute. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to say it. Like, consistent. Yeah. Well, yeah, consistent, but you know, you could complain, oh, it's a long commute, you know, it's not relatively that long, but at least looking at the silver lining, I have time to prep before work and after work sure. as I'm commuting. So, yeah. And, you know, I always like the idea of listening to books on tape uh, as your, or audio books as you're traveling along the way, or you're doing other, you know, things around the house or whatever it is that you're doing, you're building in times for things that you actually enjoy. Uh, and also when you come home, I know uh, you like to have, um, you know, some juice or something as part of your, your ritual, My that you like to have, your vitamin water. I've had water in my uh, nugget ice. <laughs> no sponsorship <laughs> here. However, if you're interested in sponsoring the Go Peaks, <laughs> just let us know. Yeah, and then your special ice that you have as well, uh, the nugget ice, which is delicious. Yes. That's very good. That's my treat. Yeah. A treat for myself. And, and really, at the end of the day, there's small things. It's not like saying, you know, I'm going to delay my happiness until I build up enough to get a new car or to get a new watch or get a new purse or it's the simple thing. It's the simple things really. Exactly. And these are all things that you have access to in the moment. Um, I think as a family, we like to look forward to watching certain television shows when they come out. Mm -hmm. Those are certainly some nice joys and simple pleasures that we like to experience and take in. Yeah. Or just the simple fact of seeing the, the puppy dogs, um, as you walk in the door and they're so excited and their yes. tails are wagging. They're like, like where have you been? I'm so happy you're back. Exactly. So it's like, oh. <laughs> Love seeing the puppies when they're all excited to see you when you get home. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, think about in, in your life, what are the things that you really enjoy and how could you integrate some of those? And, you know, I, I think of like um, Mary Poppins again, you know, the whole thing about a spoonful of sugar makes the... Um, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go helps down. the medicine go down. That's it. <laughs> I had to sing it to remember the lines. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when, if you're doing a lot of work, well, what are the fun things that you can do among the work that would help you really get through everything? So it's rather a joy instead of like uh, a chore or a task that you have to do. Something that is just grueling all of a sudden becomes something that could be very enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Which what what do you do? 
Oh, I like sing or I have different. You sing know, at work? Yeah, absolutely. I sing and have different things. I play music. Um, I, I try to make sure I integrate as many uh, touch points to meet and work with people, have discussions, get different perspectives and opinions on things. Uh, that's a, that's obviously a really big joy um, for me. The other things that I like to do is uh, I time in certain um breaks that would allow me to you know have like a nice snack or again walking outside all of those sorts of things that's just what kind of brings me joy but at the end of the day it's just happiness is a decision and choosing happiness rather than choosing some frustration or sorrow or rumination on something that happened or didn't happen right with the caveat that sometimes especially when something bad does happen it's, I think, healthy to kind of take a moment in that and um, feel that anger or frustration, um, but then move on. Yeah. Because I, mean, uh, I feel like if give you it it's, give it its credit, what, yeah. why are you feeling this way? Yeah. Allow yourself to experience that. Because if you just try to push it aside, then that can cause a host of issues. Exactly. Yeah. What was it like in Saved by the Bell where, you know, she was so excited. <laughs> she just focused in on something else, but she really wasn't, um, you know, handling her emotions well enough. Yeah. For you Saved by the Bell fans uh, out there, yeah, Saturday mornings watching those, we were, we were there for a bit. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So what's the last one? So the last one is to use empathy and practice active listening. Empathy. Okay. So wait, what is empathy? So I think empathy is understanding where somebody else is in their position in that moment. Absolutely. How they're feeling, you know, just, just to understand that they may be in a position where they're feeling things a little bit differently and seeing things a little, little bit differently. Yeah. Take the moment to try to see things from their perspective. Um, see how they're experiencing, what, what, imagine what their emotions are about whatever particular issue, concern, et cetera, that they're working on. You may have your perspective, but if you have some empathy in trying to understand how the other person is experiencing whatever is going on or whatever the subject is, uh, that's, that's a big deal. Uh, and it's not sympathy where you're feeling sorry for them. It's just empathy where you're making the best attempt to try to understand. And validate. And validate what's going on. And then the, the other part about active listening, yeah, I, I guess active listening is all about how you decide to pay attention to that empathy. Uh, what are the you know, key issues, concerns, uh, indicators, perhaps, that the other person is saying or not saying, um, trying to, again, feel their perspective, and then that may change or influence how you're going about your perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Karen, you were a great active listener. Um, I, I think you had some ideas in this uh, in our show that we had yesterday. Um, that, but I'm curious, like, you want to provide any other highlights from uh, our Wednesday show, or, or Wednesday as <laughs> part of our nine part series? I mean, I think you just watch that show. <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> perfect. You know what? Even better yet, just go back and rewatch that one. No, I mean it. it <laughs> Active listening is just, again, being in the moment and not listening to respond, right? right. So just, just like waiting for the pause for them to come up and then you can like, say, oh, whatever. this is what I'm going to say right. once they stop talking and then you're not really listening. So absolutely. I, I think one of the, the coolest suggestions that you had, if I may say one nice thing, 
what a great thing that you had talked about was again this idea about like not getting distracted or putting away distractions. So if you're trying to have a conversation and the phone's ringing and you know emails are coming in, people are walking in and out, and a person is there trying to have like a very heartfelt discussion about something that is important to them. Well, if you're wanting to have active listening, take the time to avoid the distractions and have a good conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- those are super important. And honestly, from the supervisors that I've had and the experiences that I've had, the people that do that, you, you just have so much more of a better relationship with them when they're willing to treat you like an actual person, a human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Because that's, that's how you feel. You feel valued. You feel important. You feel heard. You feel heard. Exactly right. Ah, good times. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah. So now we'll bring up our, our next fun part. Um, but before we get to the questions from the Go Geekdom, um, Karen, what's the summary that we've had on the, the ones that we talked about, our, our strategies, just as a roll up of all of this? Well, change it up a little bit because there's more than three, um, quite a bit <laughs> on this topic. So the first one was to dance, move, and engage. So kind of get the blood flowing. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was to take time in nature and then develop a grateful mindset and build in time for your joys. And finally, use empathy and active listening. All of those are great ones. Uh, and it's it's not like you have to be an expert in any one of them, but just try a little bit. And, and that's a great way to start uh, hacking happiness in your life and then try to do some self-monitoring. You know, I feel this way. You take certain actions. Okay, well, how are you feeling afterwards? Give it some time to take effect. You know, don't be like angry and you walk outside and I'm still not happy. <laughs> and, and maybe dancing's not your way to do the movement, right? But mm-hmm. some way that you can move and again, change your perspective, get the blood flowing, you know, whatever that may be. Exactly. Find whatever it is for you. Absolutely right. So now we're going to the part of our show where we talk uh, about questions that our colleagues are sending in, questions from the GovGeekdom. But please come on out to the GovGeeks.com. You can go to the contact page and submit any sort of questions that you may have. Uh, we're happy to answer them here on our show. So we have, I think, two questions this week. Uh, what's the first one? The first one is, how do I change jobs? Oh, such a good, such a good question. Yeah, we, we did a whole show on that one not too long ago, if I recall correctly. Right. Well, it wasn't only changing jobs, but changing series, job series. A whole series. job series. Right. Exactly That's... right. Well, um, yeah, and we get this question a lot from our colleagues and our clients as well, because they can develop such awesome expertise in any one given area. Uh, I mean, it could be like research or law enforcement and other things. And then after they've done it for such a long period of time, then they start asking, well, gosh, what what the heck else can I do? I've done this for such a long time. How am I even qualified? How do I know that I'm qualified for something else? Um, Well, I I think one of the the better ideas is to really understand what you want and what you want to do. And then asking a bigger question like, okay, well, what are the things that I have to know how to do for this job? And then looking backwards at your experiences and asking, where, where have I experienced these before? Where have I demonstrated competencies that would be good in this area or this position? And then writing your resume towards those competencies. 
Easy enough? Yeah, I know easier said than done, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, by the way, if you're interested, we're happy to help here at the GovGeek. So reach out to us. Uh, we can have a conversation about all of this as well. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, what's the next question? The next one is what are career ladder positions? It's like shoots and ladders, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> you're like going along and like, uh-oh, ooh, and you go back down like three grades and you have to work your way up. No, that'd be terrible, right? Yes. <laughs> um, no, I think a career ladder position is like if you're in a position that is a seven slash nine slash 11. So it just makes it a little easier in the promotion area, I would say. Yeah. So if you're applying for jobs and you have the option of uh, selecting a position that is a seven, nine, 11, or another one that is just a straight seven, well, um, maybe you should consider the one that's a career ladder, because if you perform well and things go great, uh, then you can move up in grade uh, pretty easily once uh, once a year. Uh, again, depending You'd be on eligible, eligible, exactly, or eligible. There's many factors which we go into in more detail in other videos of what that exactly means. It's not just automatic. Oh, it's been a year. I get my next step now. <laughs> yeah, I get that next grade. Right. Bring yeah, it step. on. Yep. Yeah, very true. Because uh, I think sometimes folks may uh, perceive it to be an automatic thing. But yeah, you were mm-hmm. eligible. That's mm-hmm. a very good clarifying point. Well, there you go. That's another fantastic half hour that you spent with us. We are very grateful for your time. Um, Karen, so this whole show, we've been talking a little bit about hacking happiness. Uh, What are your closing thoughts? It's within you. So it's a matter of you paying attention and learning the tools to help bring that fulfillment. Thank you. And thank you all very much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you.